This is episode number 10 of the Passion Minded Mom podcast. You are listening to the Passion Minded Mom podcast for business driven moms who actually want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Reuter, business coach and marketing strategist, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things marketing, mindset, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money, guilty pleasures, and intimacy. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. It's here, the 10th episode, feeling really good about what we've covered so far. And I'm hearing that you all are enjoying the podcast based on the feedback I've gotten. So thank you. And I'm so happy to hear that. I wanted to do something a little bit different and special for the 10th episode. And so I brought in my first guest for an interview. We're going to talk a little bit about parenting and family dynamics today. Now, I won't cover a ton of parenting topics throughout my podcast, but since you are all moms, and this time during quarantine has challenged a lot of us in new ways, I decided to go for it. Now is a better time than most to improve upon or reevaluate our parenting skills, right? I know for myself, the last couple of weeks have been interesting ones. And I found myself starting to get to a point where I felt like I was losing control around discipline and the behavior of my daughters. I realized I needed to address the rules and the boundaries again in my household during this time. So I put in place some new strategies for reward and discipline, and it, it really made a huge difference. Sometimes we just need to reset, right? We just need to reset areas of our lives And I love how resetting one area can sometimes spill over and benefit other areas. So today I am bringing you an interview with a mom who is a family dynamics expert and who has a long history of experience in behavioral coaching as well as a degree in psychology. She leads an anti-bullying campaign and is the creator of the in-home turnaround. She's a coach for kids, teens, and families an author of Amazon best-selling books, a speaker, and a mom of six. Her name is Vinu Keller. During today's episode, she's also going to give us some practical tips for how we can better manage our own emotions while parenting, as well as the common family issues she sees in her line of work. She's also going to give us better ways to respond or react when our kids make mistakes and explain why it is so important for them to know that we accept them for who they are. She also has a very compelling story and journey of how she discovered this work, and she'll share more about that. So let's get to it. Vinu, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be your guest. Oh, awesome. Well, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you as well as what you do and who you help? Okay, perfect. So 
my story is definitely a journey. Um, it's one of the things that as a speaker I talk about, and it's called surviving to thriving. I think in life, we've all been through journeys through our childhood and going through an adult life, right? And so when we look back at that, we can look at our life and say, you know, what does it all mean? And what was the journey about? And what I realized when I was reflecting on my life many, many years ago, I was like, you know, I'm still just in survival mode. You know, I spent most of my life um, contemplating suicide from the age I was 13 to 20, uh, 34. And that was my answer. So I realized like I literally was just surviving. Like, and surviving to me was like just getting by. Like make enough money to pay your bills, make enough money to take care of your kids, do whatever it takes to you know, make your kids the best that they can be and then you can go. So that was my survival. And then when I finally decided that, you know, life was worth living, I went to an, an amazing seminar that just turned my life around. It helped me redefine the meaning of my life and gave me a reason to want to live. And so at that moment, when I decided that, you know, in order for me to want to live, I have to learn to love me. I have to learn to know my worth. And I didn't even know how I was going to start that, but at least I had something to pull me forward. And in that journey, you know, I realized that um, I didn't have to survive anymore. I can thrive. I could be whatever I wanted. All I had to do is turn the page and write a new story. And that's exactly what I did. And through that, I started speaking to schools um, on different platforms. I was keynote speaker talking about bullying, self-harm, and suicide. Um, and a lot of it was about my journey. And, you know, I've written books on them in Amazon. And when I was at the schools, I was like, you know, if I was going to get to the cause of this, like the real cause of why people bully and why people stay the victim, what would it be? And it came down to parenting. And then I started to look at my own parenting and, you know, I, um, I had mentioned to you, you know, earlier when you and I discussed that, like I hold every title of mom, unless somebody can come up with a new one that I'm not thinking of, but like stepmom, single mom, married mom, mom of multiples, mom of just boys, mom, um, that's after 35, right? I had my twins at 38. So I'm a stepmom, like I'm an entrepreneur mom and like every mom title. So when I looked at that, I was like, how was I raising my kids? And now that I have adult kids that are 26 and 21, I got to see the outcome of my raising. And I realized there was a lot of mistakes I made. And the reason why my children never felt good enough is primarily one of the ways I raised them. Like I blamed and shamed. I raised them out of my guilt and I never let them know that they were enough. And they grew up with just a sense of like, no matter what I do for mom, it's not enough. And so with that was my biggest gift. It was my gift of teaching me that what would have been different if I had a venue in my life to say, hey, this is simple. It's just a little shift in your life. It's a little shift in your communication and you can shift their whole life. And so I developed my program called the In-Home Turnaround, um, working with families and I have been working with families and children for over 22 years, started out as a mental health worker. So I was certified as a mental health professional, my background. I took all of that. Um, I am um, within the Tony Robbins environment in his leadership program um, and took all my learnings from that and took my experience of being a mom and started working with families and creating, I don't know, um, I like to call miracles, you know, like a new reality for them, I guess. 
Absolutely. That is such a powerful story. And the fact that you can take both the lessons that you've learned in your life, as well as all the training and experience you have and translate into that into a gift to give other parents is such a beautiful thing. And that must be so fulfilling to be able to do that now. It really is. It really is. And I mean, you know, when I was little, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to be a life coach. And I didn't even know what that was. Like I was going to be a psychologist and I have my degree in psychology and I use it for what I feel will make a bigger impact in lives. So, and it's so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. That's so great. You're such a great resource for so many, I'm sure. So I do have a couple questions for you. So I'm going to go ahead and dig right into those because I know my listeners certainly have questions too. Um, So right now, obviously, given the shelter in place orders that we have and all of these new dynamics that are being thrown at us while we're trying to build our business and work from home with a spouse who's also working from home (laughs) and at homeschooling to all of that, it's a little bit of chaos for a lot of us. So what is the best advice that you have for moms out there who are struggling to stay calm while we're living in this constant state of chaos? And how can we remain calm and kind for our kids? So the first thing that I want to say to all the moms or even stay-home dads that are working with their kids, give yourself grace, please. Give yourself grace. Know that you're not a bad parent because your kids are watching more TV or on the tablet more. Know that you're not a bad parent because um, you let them eat cereal for three meals of their day. You know, like know you're not a bad parent because you are not able to make your gourmet meals and they're all nutritional now um, because you can't get to the right places to get that kind of food. Like give yourself grace. Know that your kids are going to come out great as long as you show up great. That's how awesome. we, yeah. So how we show up for our kids is an infre- a reflection. Excuse mm-hmm. me, a reflection on the person either they're becoming or they're going to become or they are already. Even if we're giving them eggs for breakfast and lunch and dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's really great advice. Thank you, Vino. Make sure that you're still putting boundaries around it, right? So like if my kids are watching more TV and their bedtimes are extended and whatnot because my work schedule is extended. So it's really hard for me to put my kids into bed by eight because like I'm on a podcast or I'm on a coaching call or whatnot and my husband's doing something. So you know what? We, I guess you're going to watch some extra TV. Lucky you today. Just remember When we get back to going to school on a regular basis or we get back to a schedule, you need to know, you know, we're, we're going back. And I, and I would ask them questions like, what does that mean to you? And they say, that means that we have to be in bed by eight. I'm like, yep, Mm. that's what it means. That makes a lot of sense. So while the rules may shift a little bit during this time, reminding our kids that this is temporary and reinforcing that there will be rules that will be back in place at a certain time, even though we don't know when, but that just reinforcing this is temporary. Yes, because, and make sure that key question, what does that mean to you? Because Mm. you could say, you know, oh, we're going to go back to schedule. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, you know, again, I mean, you know, like everything's changing day to day. So like, what if we go back? Like, what if there's a huge announcement tonight that schools are open tomorrow? 
so, and then the kids are like, okay, school's open tomorrow. Like we're going back to schedule. That's not what you said. Like take out the opportunity for power struggle. How do you do that? Hear it through your child's filter. If they're three, if they're four, if they're 10, if they're 15, what does that mean? We're going to get back on schedule. That's such great advice. Awesome. Thank you for that. So you mentioned the turnaround that you've, the program that you have. I want to ask a little bit more about that. So clearly you have seen firsthand (laughs) all of the dynamics and different dynamics of families. What are the most common problems that you observe when you visit those families for the turnaround? So again, working with families for 22 years and really focusing on behaviors, like that's my niche, right? Like looking at behaviors. So when I move in with families, regardless, whether I'm moving in or I'm just coaching, you know, everything comes down to two major things and it's consistency and follow through. And I will tell you, I don't think I've ever been in a family that needed my coaching or needed my in-home turnaround that was, you know, not one family did not have those in place. They all, that's basically what my program does. It helps you to establish a routine that you can create, that you're going to follow through on, that you will follow through on, and it's consistent. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think, and especially now too, the consistency is really difficult to adhere to. But I know I've experienced this as a mom that I may start like a new discipline plan of some sort and it does get hard to keep consistent with it. And then you find after a few weeks, it's sort of fallen away. And then, you know, maybe there's another, the issue with behavior comes back and it really is difficult to maintain that for a lot of parents, I think. It is, and think about this. If you knew every day, if you got up by 8.30 in the morning and there was some place for you to check in and every day you did, you got $100. How many people would stay consistent with getting up at 8.30 to get 100 bucks just for clicking us, you know, clicking in? Right. Right? So would we be consistent with it? Yes. Why? Because the reward of 100 bucks. Mm. for doing nothing but clicking. So if we could be consistent with that, and would we follow through? I would follow through. If I'm going to get $100 to get my, you know, behind up and take a shower and click, yes, I'm in to get 100 bucks. Yes, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm following through and I'm going to be consistent. If the why is strong enough, we will do it. Mm, that's so true. And we talk about that a lot too, just even with marketing and starting a business that you kind of have to start with why, because that's what, when things get tough and they, they, they get challenging and you start to question, if you can rest your laurels on your why, it really does make it so much easier to show up and get over that hurdle. And it's going to benefit your kids. Right. It really is. I mean, yeah. because we teach our kids, like, so we teach our kids um, to ask us five times, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, Oh, today's my name's not mom. (laughs) Like I changed my name today, you know, because mom, 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 mom. And the thing is, is I trained them that way. You know, I trained them that, you know, lucky for me, I've always pretty much worked at home unless I'm traveling to Australia or whatever to move in with a family or traveling for a Tony event to support. But other than that, I work from home. I do all my coaching from home. So they know, and I've trained them. 
I've trained them that when my hand goes up, that mommy's on a call and they come back. So what happens? They've learned that when the hand's up, keep coming back, keep coming back. Because is she done? Is she done? Is she done? So I trained that. If I want my kids to act differently, then I have to train that. We do that with all our kids' behaviors. When they don't listen three times, it's because think about the last time you told your child to do something. You know, you may be washing dishes and you say, hey, sweetheart, can you please put your, um, can you bring mommy your dish? And she just ignores you. And you're like, hey, honey, can you bring mommy your dish? And she ignores you. As soon as you turn off that water and you move and you say, can you bring mommy your dish? What does she do? She moves because she knows you're going to, your actions match what you're saying. So she now knows in her little mind that I get three chances before I really have to do it. Mm. So the consistency and follow through is really what will lead to shifts in those behavior. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And if you want it to last, then you need accountability, right? Mm. So like that was like on my Instagram, I just put that the other day, like the three, the three steps to creating lasting change is follow through consistency and accountability. The consequences, right? Accountability could be consequences, but I would think more of like accountability buddy with like a friend. Like if you're really, really trying to do something new, like get a coach, get an accountability buddy, get a mastermind group, get something that's going to hold you to that. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, the same in really anything is having a partner who's seeing you through and making you accountable does works wonders. (laughs) It does. It does. So we spoke briefly earlier and you mentioned before that sometimes our default as parents is to blame shame and guilt when our kids make a mistake or disappoint us. What is the best advice that you have for the easiest way that we can turn that around and start working on that right now? What an amazing question, because I'm going to tell you, like, I feel like I've mastered that. Like, I think I was like the master at blaming and shaming and guilting my kids. When I was a single mom. Um, So, first, we have to recognize what's that look like, right? So, um, I will use my kids' schoolwork as an example. So, I have high standards. I was raised with high standards. You know, um, a C was unacceptable in my house. And so, because I was raised that way, that was my standard for my kids. And I believed that pushing them and making them see what a higher standard is would make them get a better grade. So my son would come home with the C and he'd be like, here, you know, or a D even. He's like, here, you need to sign this. And I'm like, a D? I'm so sorry, but what the heck is this? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even expect the test. She didn't tell she's going to, and you know, I have to hear every excuse from him, right? So A, I'm teaching him to lie because now I've shamed him. And so he has to like, and internally recover from that shame to try to make himself feel better. Um, and two, I am like taking everything away from him right now. I'm blaming him for not studying. I'm shaming him for getting this a D. And when I tell him, you can do better, that was me parenting saying, look, I believe in you. There's a higher standard. You need to meet it. That's not what he heard though. All he heard was, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. It didn't matter anything that I said after I said, what the heck is this D? Everything else was, I'm not good enough. So I have now totally lost total rapport with my child. He's not hearing anything I have to say. And all I have done is stack throughout his life that he was not good enough. So 
another question is like, great, Venus. So what do you do about that? Um, so the example I give now, because I feel like God gave me a do-over with my twins. Um, my seven-year-old the other day was, you know, the schooling's on platform now. And I was um, coming out of the room and I said, he's like, mom, I took a quiz. And I said, well, how did you do? He's like, I got a 40. And I'm like, oh. And I said, how do you feel about that? He's like, I think it's good. He's like, it's better than a zero. I said, let's high five on that then. Let's high five on that 40. And then he said to me, his twin sister, Sage, she says, yes, Sage got a 73 though. And I heard a little bit of disappointment in his um, voice. So I wanted to take this as a learning opportunity. So I said, hmm, well, you got a 40 and she got a 73. He's like, well, she did better than me. I said, yeah, 73 would be a higher number. I said, well, what would you want? you know, would you want a 73? And he's like, well, yeah. And I said, so what would have to happen for you to get a 73? He's like, well, I guess I would have to read before I took the quiz like daddy told me to do. I said, oh gosh, yeah, that might help. I said, well, good for you. I said, you know, what's great is that you can only go up and you're ready to do it. So I'm still doing the same thing. Instead of telling him what my standard is, I'm allowing him to understand his own standard and I'm allowing him and guiding him to raise his standard. Yeah, wow. That's really powerful because it it puts the accountability on us as parents to manage ourselves emotionally and not just react and you know, hear the grade and then react negatively to it, but to stop and take a minute and then put it back you know, on them and ask them how that makes them feel or what do they want a different result. And then that way it really does become up to them to take the ownership of their own results and and any change they want to make. And they're not doing it to appease us or because we said so necessarily. So I can see a lot of value in that. And I can relate to that just from the way I was raised as well, where it was, you know, always get good grades and, it may not have been something that I always wanted to do, but was something that I felt I was expected to do. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a different approach and I can see a lot of value in that. So thank you. Well, also look at like, so everything that I do has always like another meaning behind it, right? So like there's secondary gain by doing that. So when you do that, think about the fact that my son does not feel judged. So if he doesn't feel judged by me, what do you think is going to happen as he gets older? He's going to he's going to tell me more. He's going to come to me to guide him because I never I never blamed him. I never shamed him. I didn't take anything away from him. I didn't give him any judgment. You know, so when he's ready to make different choices in his life, he has an opportunity to be like, "Well, I know my mom. I know my mom's going to talk to me about it." You know? Mm. And she's going to allow me to do what I need to do to get the lesson. And that's really what this is about, is guiding our kids in the best way possible. Like, so for me, like our, you know, brand is our family or whatever. Our motto is, how do we be the best version of me today? And what does that look like? Absolutely. And really just guiding them by accepting them. Yes. As they are. That's really great. I love that. Okay. So, and I think our listeners will really appreciate that too. There, you know, it's a, it's a time of high stress for a lot of moms and under pressure, we don't always show our best selves, right? And our kids need us right now and they're with us all the time. So 
my my opinion is they're watching what we're doing and the way that we respond to them and the way that we behave and the way that we're handling the stress is something that they're observing and you know and processing for themselves yes. so absolutely it's really important for us to set that example right Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to add about some of the things that you offer or some of the experience you have, anything you're working on right now? I know you mentioned you have a couple of books out. That's pretty awesome too. So is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Um, I am also getting my, I finally have gotten my in-home turnaround um, method um, in a book. So um, I just need to send it to an editor and publish. So that's going to be coming soon, my in-home turnaround book. And, um, you know, there's other stuff in the works that hopefully will come to fruition by the end of the year that I'm excited about. And I'm sure everybody will know when it happens. And, um, you know, just right now I'm here supporting people. If people need, um, you know, individual coaching or family coaching with your kids or teens, some of my families have called me the kid whisperer because I just, you know, we all have gifts. And one of my gifts is being able to get kids to open up to me. So, um, helping them deal with the anxiety and depression and all that stuff that goes on with kids. So, um, you know, I'm available for coaching. Um, I also have a parent group. If you just want some more support, a place to vent that you're not going to be judged. It's called Parents Uncensored Real and Raw on Facebook. And then all my social media, my website, everything's under Venu Inspires and that's V-E-E-N-U Inspires. Um, so I'm really easy to get a hold of. And if you need me, um, I want to support you. Awesome. Well, that is really helpful. And all of you listeners, I will drop those links for her website and for her Facebook group in the show notes so you can be sure to find Venu. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on today, Venu. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more. And I wish you the greatest success as well in all of your endeavors. But thank you for being here to provide such value to our audience of moms. You are so welcome. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing right now, because right now we need it. We need a, a voice of reason. We need to know that we're, we're going to be okay. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, but one thing we do know is we're going to be okay. So what you're doing with this podcast is just amazing for us moms. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Vinu. And stay healthy and safe. And I'm sure we'll be having you back on before too long. Perfect. Thanks. Guys, I hope you all found that interview with Vinu helpful, especially if you've been struggling with parenting during this tough time. Making those small tweaks to how you run your household can make a big difference and open up other opportunities for you as a mom, an entrepreneur, and as an example for your kids. I will leave Vinu's links in the show notes, and you can also reach me through my contact form on my website at kateruder.com. I'm sending you all love, compassion, and patience with your kids. I hope you guys have a great week.